Now, is there an age limit for anyone to learn how to swim? Welcome back to the Time Mifala podcast. I am your host, Cindy. So for this episode, I sit and chat with my friend and swim coach to talk about his journey, swimming tips, and pool safety tips that everyone should know, especially families. So stay tuned, listen, and I hope we answer some of the questions you have about water, swimming, and pool safety rules. Stay tuned. Uh, we're back. Um, please introduce yourself. Tell us your name. Tell us what you do. Yeah. Okay. Hi, everyone. This is your favorite coach, swim coach, Senu. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I am a lifeguard, okay. a swim coach, and um, everything about competitive swimming too. Yeah, he does uh, <laughs> competitive swimming, competitive swimming, uh-huh. and consultancy for pool? building pools. Okay. So um, tell us uh, your journey with swimming. What, was, what, what age did you start swimming? Okay. Uh, it's not structured. From the beginning, we just play around water. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't see it to be swimming at that time. Okay. We just have fun, especially um, from a background where both my parents, they do fishing. So uh, due to that, I was able to do a little uh, fishing. Then I get to be more interested in water. So okay. that's how it started. You can so, tell us about like where you're from. Okay. Since you so, said you were into fishing. <laughs> okay. So I'm from uh, Aplau, okay. the Volta region of Ghana. And uh, I moved in and around. So all my childhood is, I spend it within the water bodies, okay. both the sea, the lakes, and the lagoon. Have it all. So after school, all I do is I go to the beach. I used to chase ghost crabs. So there was one unfortunate day. I got one crab and it ran all the way to the sea. I chased it and I got carried away. <laughs> so when I got into the sea, okay. there was the first part was a, a trench uh, or a trench. Okay. I go inside. It was a deep hole. So uh, at that time, I don't know how to swim. Mm-hmm. So when I got carried inside, I look just in front of me. It was dark. Then I look back. It was clearer. So I know the clearer part is where the land is. Okay. So I was able to turn myself, but I couldn't swim. So I was just standing there. So fortunately for me, I just moved my hand then. A big wave came in. He pulled me out. Back. <laughs> then I came out. And I was like, thank God. <laughs> so that was a bit traumatic. But when I came home, I didn't tell anybody. Oh. So I kept it to myself. Then after I graduated the senior high school, okay. I did agriculture school. So when I completed, I got the offer to work on a fish farm. Oh. So when we were working on the fish farm, I became a feeder and then a diver. I'm more interested in going into the water. So nice. <laughs> I switched from feeding to diving. So I, I dive with the fish. I mend their net if the net is done so they don't escape. Then check their conditions. Then after a few months, getting to years of doing that, I have to, to move from community to community with the same fish farming. Okay. 
So it was one faithful farm that I was on. And, uh, I met one man who was diving. And then every day he used to see me. Then he would be like, you need to stop this thing that you're doing. It's dangerous to your health. Which is the... The diving. Oh, okay. So I was like, I, I can't stop diving. It's part of my life. Okay. It's my livelihood. I, that, that's what I do to feed my family uh-huh. and everyone. So... It became a fight between him and I. Oh, really? For a couple of months. Okay. Then he gave me a strong warning that this is the last warning. When he comes back to meet me here, it will be okay between us. Then I asked him, so what then should I do if you're stopping me from diving? He was like, okay. So that's when he introduced himself to me that he's a Navy officer. Okay. And then he's also into life-saving. So it would be okay for me if I become a lifeguard, which is better. Mm-hmm. It's okay. So what do we do now? There's actually, I, first of all, I need to stop the diving. Then I enroll on the lifeguard course to, to do the course and become a certified lifeguard. Okay. It's okay. So we talk about how we schedule how it will go. Then I save some money and I call him and we, we we set up everything. So I have to stop the job. When I stop the job, it took me three Which months. Which is the fish farm. The fish farming job, yeah. yeah. So it took me three months, after three months, before I got to do the course and I became a lifeguard. So my So wait, friend, before you continue, uh, this is like how many years ago? Okay, so between between 2012 to 2016, okay, to ending of 2017, that is when I was doing the diving, oh, okay. the fish farming, fish farming, yeah. So beginning of uh, 2018, oh. that's March 2018, I started my lifeguard profession. Okay, it's a profession. <laughs> so, I it, yeah. so I became a professional lifeguard. Okay, then I started. 2018. Mm-hmm. So on my on my job as a lifeguard, I've been seeing these school kids swimming. Okay. After school, they do come to swim. And they they are lifeguard. So I've been watching them, and I was like, "This is nice." Mm-hmm. So I've been thinking about it. Wait, Pretty hold on. So at that point, you became a lifeguard. Yes. Yeah. Did you know how to swim yet? Yes, a bit, okay. but not professionally. Oh, okay. not like standard. Um, we do there there are types of swimming okay, okay. we have survival swimming mm-hmm. competitive swimming okay so survival swimming is what you can do to save yourself should you From find yourself drowning. in trouble okay. yeah then competitive swimming it, it's standard there there are strokes that you need to do which define the type of swimming that you're doing okay but when it comes to survival you can do anything in order to survive oh, that's cool. yeah so so when I was looking at this kid, there's one particular kid named uh, Calvin. Okay. I've been watching him. I was like, okay, then this is nice. Why don't I learn from him? So he became my mentor as little as he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. when I close from work, then I'll get into the pool. I've been recording what they've been doing. So in my mind, I begin to learn. I learn from them. Mm-hmm. So after I watch, I close from work, then 
Aslan doing the same thing. So I, with that, I became comfortable with the water. First, I don't like to be in the water if it's not for emergency. Okay. You won't see me in the water. I will just guard the pool. That's all. Then prevent the kids from not doing what they're not supposed to do around the pool. Mm-hmm. So after the, the practices, then I became comfortable and I was gaining much confidence. Even though I'm a lifeguard, but the confidence wasn't there. So after that, then I became, okay, I can now swim. That's when I realized that I can now swim. So that's between 2018 and 2019. Mm -hmm. So I used that time to correct my, my swimming. Okay. Then... So when I say I correct my swimming, the type of swimming stroke that I do that time mm-hmm. was uh, traditional swimming. We call it traditional swimming. You you do a freestyle with breaststroke kick okay. and all those stuff. Yeah. So between those years, I learned to correct the stroke, do normal or standard freestyle. Mm-hmm. Then I can do breaststroke. And then breaststroke used to be my favorite. Then other ones mm-hmm. then I begin to learn butterfly and other ones so after that I became comfortable and more confident so I, so ending 2019 then COVID came so we have to go into lockdown and the pool has to be closed but I was still around the pool okay. not doing anything but just do a little swim swim so, yeah, so 2020 then I when lockdown is getting over, I I work on my swimming and I keep working on it. Then between that time to I think early twenty twenty one, I I begin to do distance swimming. I can do more laps. Okay. So I became comfortable. I was doing I can do two hours swimming nonstop oh. that time. Then we are on a platform, the Lifeguard platform, which is the Ghana Life Saving and Diving Association platform. Okay. So on the platform, I was scrolling and then I saw um, there will be a swimming competition in Ghana, okay. which is uh, the competition hosted by Ghana, okay. which is within the African sub regions. So I saw it and then I contacted one of our coach. Okay. I was like, oh, I wanted to be back. I was like, okay, let's give it a try. So that was around October. We're getting to 2021, ending of 2021, which is October. So I made him register me. Then I was training really hard for it. Okay. Then after that, the day we were supposed to do the competition was 17th October. Mm-hmm. And then my hopes were high at that time. <laughs> then on the 16th, when I called him and uh, he wanted to cross-check whether he was still coming, and he was like, he wasn't sure because there's some issue at the, at the Ghana Swimming Association. The, okay. Then I started losing hope. Because what was the issue? The issue was they have their favorite swimmers, those who are in the national team. Oh, okay. And me out of nowhere popping up. Yeah. And my coach is really forcing me to join. 
So it became a fight between him and then the association. When you mean force, what does it mean? Because even for us, like Nigerians, yeah, I noticed that um, English is yeah. different. There are some things mm-hmm. you will say, it means a different thing. Yeah, okay. So when you say force, what does it mean? Okay. Like, is, is it like encouraging you? Yes. Or like really encouraging me and really pushing for me to be part of the, okay. the team. So the assurance he gave me was I'll be a backup swimmer. Oh, okay. Should in case the the people that are supposed to swim are not available, then I will be able to. Then I got angry. I said okay to him. <laughs> but I got angry. So when I got home I was I was traumatized with it. So I have to take some drinks. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> that evening, I was mm-hmm. I was really drunk. I should, I took some cans of vodka. Okay. I was drunk when I was on bed around nine p.m. Then he called that I need to be there tomorrow morning, which Ooh. is on the seventeenth. Okay. Looking at my condition, I'm already intoxicated. Looking at my condition, I was like, Jesus, can you help me out? <laughs> I got up and I have to do some hot water and stuff. I drank. I wasn't able to sleep mm-hmm. because I knew this would be my chance. Okay. So I've been able to calm myself down and had a little sleep. Early mornings on the 17th of October, I got up. I got to the venue, which is Bukum Boxing Arena, where the competition is being held. They have a pool there, which is called the Trust Emporium. Okay. Or the Bukum International Pool. So we got there early morning. When I got there, the exposure was too much. Could what see that? all these African countries <laughs> doing their warm ups in mm-hmm. the pool. And then I was like, okay, let's see what will happen. So I went with one of my friends. Mm-hmm. He's also part of the team. Okay, the national team. He, no, we well, were like, just lifeguards okay, okay. getting to be part of the mm-hmm. national team. Then when we went, we met the, the team. Then the guys were there. Then our event was shifted to it was a distance swimming. Okay. We were supposed to do five kilometer swimming. Okay. Then we're supposed to do it in the lake, but the venue there was a petition that the venue they they did it the last time. Most of the swimming they had infections. So oh, okay. They have to change it, so we do it in the pool. Mm-hmm. So when we were gathered, the coach came. We exchanged few instructions and he left. Then they, they came back telling us that our event had been shifted to the afternoon because other national need to finish up and catch up with their planning. Okay. Then we were waiting around 12, and it's our 10. <laughs> Momentum is high. <laughs> we went to the call room. Met my friends. So the first squad that's supposed to swim. Okay. Because the event had been shifted into the afternoon. afternoon. The, somebody is coming from Kumasi. Somebody is also saying supposed to see some friends to the airport. Mm-hmm. So they won't be able to swim again. Ooh. So And they were part of the competition. Yes, they were oh. part. They were the favorites. Oh, okay. Then <laughs> it's our time. That's mm-hmm. our chance, the only chance we have. So my friend, which is Savior, mm-hmm. me, 
then one other guy who is the national yeah. champion those days. Okay. So we were three swimming for Ghana that time. So when Saturday we go to the courtroom, everybody was sad because we don't know what we this are. For me I was scared. Okay. That's my first time. Yeah. Then I I give them heads up, let's go. Okay. Then we go onto onto the diving blocks. We are supposed to do sixty laps of um, fifty meter. Okay. Pool. That's my first time. Mm-hmm. I knew I've been doing nonstop, but mm-hmm. that I don't believe I can do it because I know I have too much alcohol in my system. Yes. So then the referee call the starter to get ready. Then the starter on your marks. Was that you? All of us were about seven. Okay, so you had like three of you are swimming for Ghana. Ghana. Okay. Then the other national, I think okay. South Africa, Egypt, Morocco, okay, Uganda, Quebec. So we're about nine on the diving blocks. Okay. Then on your mark, we got there. <laughs> Get set. And then plus go boom. <laughs> we start there. On my first dive, I go water into my cargo because I was scared. So okay. I go water into my cargo. I, I felt uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I did few laps on my own pace. Then I realized that everybody's going way faster than me. <laughs> I was like, okay, let's see what happened. So I, I started catching up. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I started to feel too much pain in my lungs. Mm-hmm. And I believe it because of that. Then I managed to do few laps. When you get to the end, you see the number, the okay. number of laps that you've done. So when I was extremely tired, I saw I did only 29 laps out of the 60. Okay. I was like, oh God, I don't want to give up. Then I tried and I tried and I tried. Then I was able to complete it. Really? The 60? Yes. Wow. So after I've completed, then I, oh, I was hearing it's a clap. So when I got my head out of the water, the whole audience was clapping for me. Were you the I, only one left? I was the second to last. Okay. Out of the nine. So Wait, and everybody finished. Every everybody finished. So we were left with two in the in the lane. Uh huh. So when we I got up, I have to wait for the other guy to finish. Mm-hmm. So when I wait for him to finish then we all got out we got the club so i went back to the courtroom my friends were there savia and achu they were in the courtroom and i was like how come did they finish before me and they said no i was like what happened they were like they had muscle pool so they stopped they stopped wow <laughs> this is still up i know it's, it's that, what yeah it's something it's what made them to to stop Wow. For Achu, he did just one lap. Then he shouted for help. He said, you got Mazubu. My friend said he, he's been able to do about four laps. Okay. He, he thinks he cannot do it, so he has to just pretend and he got out. So when I got out, the result came. I was, I was four. Oh. I did about 40-something minutes. I think oh. 47 minutes. Wow. So... And I've been able to get a participation certificate. That was what boosted my my 
my self-confidence. So since that time, I was really training. I, I believe that since I was able to do that, I could do more. Mm-hmm. So I started and and that's where my journey into competitive swimming started. Okay. Okay, wow. So, okay, before we continue, yeah, is it okay for you to kind of share your age with us? How old are you? Okay, so my age is 32. I'm 32 now. Okay. But I am 28 when I started the life God. saving or lifeguard course. I was 28 then. Yeah, do you know why I'm asking you? No. I feel like it's very important when we have this type of discussions because um, a lot of people, or we've been conditioned to put like age limits on things we have to do. Yeah. They say that if you don't start swimming by this age, you will not be you'll never be able to swim. You taught me how to swim. Yeah. And how does I like this is like last two years. Last two years, yeah. And they always used to say that for you to know something, you should you need to you do it when you are young. Me even with fear of water, learning how to swim. I'm like all that is bullshit. So me like I'm asking because people like to make it seem like if you are not maybe a certain age, you can't do the things like you can't do all this type of even learning a new language. language yeah. Like now I know it's bullshit, but <laughs> for a while we've all been conditioned to feel that way. But with your age, yeah, yeah. have you ever felt like uh, I'm too late? Or like and if no. you ever like or did you ever feel out of place? When swimming? No, I don't. Well, when I started, mm-hmm. my age, I didn't let it bother me. Okay. I didn't even think of my age at that time. And when people like meet you, like, and you're swimming at this age, how do you like respond to that kind of um, comment? I I feel I feel good when they they say that mm-hmm. because I I know at my level, okay, I'm the oldest doing that now. Okay. The rest, they all resigned or they all retired. Oh. I'm the oldest among everybody now. So I, I just think like, everybody can do it. If I can do it, everybody can do it. So, so there's no limit to any age of you swimming. Okay. Even if you're 99 years, you can still swim. You hey. can still learn to swim. Yeah. Um, I have, okay, so um, question here. Yeah. I think this one is about age. But like, when you were starting, um, did you ever like encounter maybe a barrier because of your age? No. When it comes to swimming, no. Okay. But when we're having a discussion of me becoming a lifeguard, mm-hmm. I was I was asking yeah, my boss, he's my boss. Okay. I was asking him that since he's been an officer, so why don't he help me to become a navy officer since I do my activities with water mm-hmm. and he's also into water domain yeah. it was like no you asked me then well what's my age i think 2015 there about i was 25 okay so he said the age limit is 24 i'm 25 oh. so i'm beyond it yeah. so i can't get into the service at the age of 25 okay. so okay so let's just go for the lifeguard 
So when I got inside lifeguard, to be a lifeguard in Ghana, it, it doesn't really matter. Okay. It's only the thing is you have to be eighteen and above. Yes. Then you're content yeah. enough. Then them. Aside that, there's no age limit. Okay, so my question for the lifeguard when you started, did you have any life? Did you picture yourself learning how to swim or even going to the point of um like competition level? No, from the beginning, no. But now, that's what. I'm... Okay, even as you were learning, like what inspired you? That I, I know you said you saw the message, but even you saying that you want to compete. What like do you do you have any thoughts behind it? No, there wasn't any thoughts. Okay. From the beginning, there wasn't any thought. I wasn't thinking about anything. Hmm. I was just thinking of improving myself in swimming. Okay. Because when I see the kids swim, I was like, I can do this. I can do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Because looking at me then, and looking at them doing this that thing, I was like, I can do it. I like what you said about um, thinking of improving yourself. I think that is the point where we get to life not being about other people. Because we, if we look at the educational system that we have and everything, most times people are always comparing themselves to other mm. people. And they don't even make it like, this person is inspiring mm-hmm. me to become a good swimmer. No, they are, can this person swim more than me? Do you get? Yes. Can this person uh, sing more than this person? It becomes that instead of how can I be a better swimmer? And I think that's like one thing you said that like I noticed that. Okay, so um for okay, we've talked about the fish. Do you miss fish farming? Do you miss it? Yeah. Now I'll say no. Okay. I don't I don't miss it, but I won't go back to it. Okay. Uh what was the um what was the best part of that? The best part is for you, like what was for it? Me, yeah, what's the best part of that? Getting to be in a cage with a fish. Okay. Seeing them swim around them. What is that like? It was Is it frightening? It's not frightening. To me it's not frightening. Okay. Maybe to somebody who is not used to it. They will be frightened. Okay. I see them to be to be pets. Okay. Uh-huh. Because I feed them, I take care of them. Did so you ever I, so at that time mm-hmm. the only thing I don't do is I hate to eat fish. Like, oh really? <laughs> when we say fish, I mean tilapia. Okay. So I hate to eat tilapia myself. Really? Because I see them as pet. But then Bangkok From... and tilapia is it? Yes, it's now. It's now. Okay. So when I see people eating it, I was like, Oh, then... these guys are eating my pets. <laughs> they are eating my pets. Because you had the egg from the egg you watch it to go to oh, wow. the the adult stage. That is a full life process. Yes. Okay. Did you ever encounter any dangerous fish? No, no one. I've been looking out for so many, but I never encountered really? any. No. Okay. Um so for lifeguard, what was your favorite part of it? My favorite part getting to to resuscitate someone. I know you've told me about an incident. Okay, so tell me one, a, a situation where you saved somebody's life and the other one where maybe if you have any that person has saved Okay, so the first one was one uh, faithful Sunday. Uh-huh. I had a 
stressful Sunday because I, when I started, I was the only lifeguard maintaining okay. a 22 meter pool. So one fateful Sunday, I closed from work. I closed the pool and submit everything. Then after submitting everything, I just put my head on the on the counter, mm-hmm. which is at the bar area, and then I dozed off. So somebody just tapped me, Senor, Senor, somebody's in the pool. I dove from there into, into the, the pool. pool before the sleep went Wait, out of my it, eye. Is it that pool that we went to? Yes, oh, that okay. one. So when I get into the pool, then I was asking, where is the person before they directed or they pointed finger to me that mm. the person is at the 12 feet. Then I quickly dive to the 12 feet. When I got to the person, it was unconscious, very soft. So it was really difficult for me to bring him up because he's slippery. Yeah. So I managed to bring him up and my friends were there to help him pull him up. So when I positioned him well, I checked the pulse, there's no pulse, there's no breathing. Then quickly I went to, I activated them the CPR process after checking the pulse and checking for breathing, nothing. So I gave the five rescue breath. Mm-hmm. After that, I do 30 chest compression, repeat. I repeat again with two rescue breath, then compression again. Then I got a pause. Then he started breathing and he started vomiting. That's when I called for backup. Then we quickly transferred him to the nearest clinic. So I was with them, so we get to the clinic. And then those at the clinic, they were not trained to handle um, drowning victims. So we get there, I was at 16, them, and they was like, this is not my part. So I should, and I got angry. But they were mishandling the person. Mm-hmm. So they sucked me out. At the end of it, I, I came out, but I was still there. Then day two, they, they realized that it's beyond them, so they have to transfer him to the general hospital at Tema. So I came back to the poolside that evening. I was I was really scared. Well, that's my first time doing CPR on unconscious beauty, mm-hmm. even though we practice. Yeah. But that's my first experience. And then after few days the person was normal and it's been oh, okay. discharged. He survived. He survived. Okay. So the second incident was uh, another pool party. Which, okay, but the first one wasn't a pool party. And it wasn't a pool party. Oh, okay. The guy, what happened is he came in the afternoon. Most of the swimmers I know them by their face. Mm-hmm. So when I saw him in the afternoon he was okay. Then they they told me they would they are going somewhere and come. So when they left, they didn't come back till I closed the pool. Okay. So as to how come he came back and entered the pool without without my knowledge, I I was surprised because I was dozing mm-hmm. when I got it. Yeah. So that's just about that. So the second one was a pool party, and then there were so many swimmers. So I was. Still there, not knowing what was going on mm-hmm. because I'm looking out for everybody. Yeah. 
Then there was one little boy came to me and then he was like, Bossu, Bossu, check like somebody did their water hand out. I was like, oh, okay. Then I quickly went there. I saw, I know what it is. Mm-hmm. So I just hopped in, got to same 12 feet. Then I got to him too. He was unconscious. Then same process. I brought him up. Then my friends helped me to pull him out and I initiated the CPR again. Uh-huh. He, the boss was coming and then I called for management to back me up. Yeah. So when they came, they assisted in transferring the person to the same clinic. Yeah. But this time, I wasn't with them. I wasn't uh-huh. with them because it is a pool party uh-huh. and there are you so many people. I still have to. Yes. So when it happened, I I didn't follow them. I don't know what transpired at the hospital mm-hmm. or the clinic. Then, then it was later in the evening that okay, I heard that the guy couldn't make it. Oh, I was so I was so depressed at times. <laughs> the trauma alone. So I have to live with it for some few months before I get it out of my head. Really. And like, how did that make you feel, Janet? When you say the person, how did that make you feel? And then losing another person. The first person, I, I was even though I was scared, uh-huh. but I was I was happy at the point that yeah, he he's, he's been able to survive. So I've been I've been able to complete my task as a lifeguard. But the second one, when the guy passed out, I was like, I failed. I failed as a lifeguard. Oh. So having somebody to die your watch uh, makes you makes you lose certain um, points as a lifeguard going forward mm-hmm. so that that's kind of like spoil my 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 record, Isn't it record? <laughs> yeah. so like in, in the lifeguard yeah people. in the lifeguard domain when you have about four five or even some few deaths mm-hmm. on your watch then your superiors begin to raise eyebrows because mm. you're not being competent yeah. enough and, and you are you're there to save life and you're not able to. So, so my question, when you started your question as a lifeguard, did you do it at the beach or the pool? The pool. Okay. I do at the pool. Then what? I learned to to there are stages. Okay. If you're a pool lifeguard, you're not qualified to, to be, be a beach lifeguard. Ah, okay. The, the, the trainings are different. Oh, okay. So after the pool, I learned to be a beach lifeguard. Oh. So the beach it also has two parts: the self lifeguard and okay. the main. So now, now well, have, have you ever like seen any situation like that at the beach? Even if you are not the one like performing the um, CPR no. or anything. No, no one, no oh. one, because I find it difficult to. Uh, get to the beach, especially when it's the holidays, because oh, okay. I need to be stationed at the pool. True, true. So I've not been able to encounter any. So since losing that guy, it's been something I I still live with. Do you like what did that? I mean, you experiencing those two people. How did that shape your view of life? Okay. My view of life now is mm-hmm. I see everybody's life as um, a delicate something. Like fragile. Yeah. 
once you are not able to give the necessary education and information, the person will just go even when you are there. Yeah. You just lose the person even when you are there because you are not able to educate the person or give the necessary information, the basic information. Okay. So you just lose the person. So I became very, very interested in uh, educating people about water, about water. Mm-hmm. whether you are in your home or you find yourself anywhere, even your drink that you, you are drinking can drown mm-hmm. you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. If you drink it wrongly, you can choke. <laughs> so yeah. anything liquid, I call it liquid. Mm-hmm. Anything liquid can drown you, true. not because you, not because you are going into into it. Yeah, but you handling it. If you handle it, it will, it will cost your life. So, yeah. so I'm on the course of. And if you do it without awareness, yes. yeah. So that's the the trajectory that I'm on now. Education, educating, and education. Yeah. Educate. <laughs> oh, that's okay. <laughs> educating people. Uh huh. Everybody. Near and far. Okay, so that's um when when was the um first time? When did you start teaching people how to swim? Okay, so when I was doing the lifeguarding, my my manage my management or the manager at that time mm-hmm. is a swim coach, so I've been assisting him as well okay. while guarding the pool. So I've been assisting him and watching him teach people. And I was okay. like, I can do this also. Mm-hmm. So. Learning to swim properly, I am also at the same time learning to teach people. Yeah. So it became a little fight between him and I because most of the students begin to learn Probably. or like the way I teach than him. <laughs> okay, because that I, I'm, I'm cool. He is the straight, the, the straight type that shouts, okay. but I am cool. My donation is always low. Uh-huh. So the student begin to prefer me than him. So it became a fight between us. Then I have to back off. <laughs> become my lifeguard, yes. which I'm there so, to do. So I'm mm. supposed to be a lifeguard. So what, a what lifeguard. was the first of you just being by yourself and teaching people? Okay, the view came when... No, like when was the first experience? Apart from the one you did with him, okay. when did you finally get your opportunity to teach people by yourself? Until... Well, we we settled that issue. Okay. And and my point is, I was like, this is the reason why I am interested in teaching the people because okay. I know one day somehow you will not be there, mm-hmm. and the students will come, and I will be there. Yes. Because I'm always there. Okay. So I'm doing I'm that sure. because if you're not there, I will be able to help, help you do that. Yes. And he misunderstood me that time. So it took another elderly okay. person to to educate him about my point, on my point. Then he get to understand it. Then he left most of the lessons to me. Oh, that's not. That's I when think that maybe he was feeling. Uh, I don't know how I put it. Not attacked, but maybe feeling a bit like yeah, going to take over his place. Yes. yes. That's what he's feeling that time. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so after we settled that, then I became uh, the coach, but not certified. Okay. okay. 
very professional. So the lesson plan, you give me the lesson plan okay. the, on the individual, when the individual comes. Okay. Yes, go ahead and do it. Until I, I started telling him I wanted to be certified, certified. to be a professional. Okay. Then it became another issue. <laughs> then we were like that for about three years. Mm -hmm. Then I I realized that it's not going to help. And you don't need his permission uh, yeah, actually to to improve myself. It's all about improving myself. Mm -hmm. He's not ready to allow me to do that. So I have to take the step. Then I have to stop the work. Okay. How did you get certified for coaching goal? Okay. So I this missed, is about teaching people how yeah, to swim. Yeah, teaching people how to swim. So on the journey of becoming a swim coach, I got the first opportunity to enroll to become a certified coach, but he didn't give me the opportunity, so I he didn't give me the time, so I missed it. That was I think twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen, mm -hmm. I'm not too sure. So I think after the lockdown, 2021, then the online part came. Then I I registered. Okay. So when I registered, then I did the course online, and hopefully I became a certified coach. <laughs> and uh -huh. I then don't see myself as a professional because I'm still fresh or I'm still young. Then. Then okay. that was 2021. 2022 that was another one came again that was the one the first one i did was open water swimming okay i was like if i don't what do is this one, what is open water okay swimming? open water swimming is basically uh, swimming for long distance okay and those ones are mainly done in the open waters like the river okay. the lakes or the ocean okay understood that's the competitive aspect of it okay. not uh, somebody who learned to swim then can just go to the beach. Say, oh, oh I'm going to. That's nah, not the open water. That's not the open water. The open water is the, the competitive part of it. Okay. So you compete back in the ocean or the lakes or the river. Right. So that's the first one I did. Then the second one was the intermediate. So I started from the top. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I started from the top. Mm -hmm. So the first one was advanced. Okay. Then the second one was intermediate. Which is? Which is a swimming coach itself okay. for for pools all right, all right. in the general swimming coach. Yeah. Then that was twenty twenty two. Then we are in twenty twenty three now. Then it's now that I'm doing the basic. I we just finished. Really. I do the basic. <laughs> so <laughs> so that was my journey of becoming a swim coach. Okay. So um, so being a swim coach, yeah. yeah. What's your best part of it? My best part of it is seeing everybody swim. Like, <laughs> uh -huh. like I'm happy at the end of the lesson that my, my students are able to swim. Okay. 
So that's the best part of it. And uh, what age range do you teach? Okay. Per, per my, um, my experience, uh -huh. it could be as little as one year okay. and above. Mm -hmm. reason why I stayed one year is because our pool environment or our pool is not conditioned to, to teach Young. kids younger year. Yeah. Because the environment is not good. The water with the chemicals in it mm -hmm. and then the air. It is not prepared for, for them. Like that. It has to be a pool that is uh, temperature regulated. Okay. Our ones that we have, it's not like that. Okay. So one year from one year and above all the way to to our ancestors. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, so you have seen your preferred age range to teach? Okay, so my preferred age range now uh -huh. is five years. Okay. Five years. Why? <laughs> I say five years because of the expectation from most parents. Oh, okay. So a parent will bring a child as uh, young as three years mm -hmm. and be expecting that three-year child to swim like like a weed of a pool or just swim. With the knowledge I have, child from six, six months mm -hmm. to say four years uh -huh. or even six years okay are supposed to do what we call fun play yes they just build confidence in and in water just to be familiar with the water but that is not called swimming okay swimming begins at the age of seven okay. and upwards that is when the child has this mobility or mobility also, mobility. I think, yeah. When we say mobility, the child is able to walk oh, properly, okay. move. Yeah, because swimming it's a life skill, mm -hmm. like the way we learn to, to crawl yeah. and all the year. So swimming begins at the age of seven and upwards, but below seven they just play in the water. Yeah. Why is it important for them to play in the water? It's important because. When they are playing in the water, they begin to learn to be safe. Okay. So that's the important aspect of it. The earlier you introduce them, it's okay when you introduce them earlier. Yeah. So they become one with the water. They mm -hmm. don't, once they have the knowledge, they, they, they play around it or mm -hmm. they play in it, then they are familiar with it. Then they learn most of the things uh, that comes with learning swimming from that stage. So, as early as they are, when you introduce them to the pool, they become confident and comfortable in, water. in the water. Okay. So at that age, they know that when they find themselves in trouble, they can quickly get themselves up or bring their head out. I see kids floating. Pool. Yeah, yes. I see them moving yes. literally on the water. Yes. Yeah, which which is actually fun to see. Yes. Because I see like videos online of kids. Going on that, picking their picking toys. Things, yeah. So that, that's the fun. Going under the water to pick things, that's the fun aspect of okay. it. For them to control how they... So that means if they fall they, into the water, they, they are able to... To control their breath, mm -hmm. 
then after that then they come back up at the surface without drinking or without getting water into their lungs okay that's that's basically about them doing that but as early as they are we take them to float okay float you just leave them Mm -hmm. but you keep monitoring them so Mm -hmm. they they just float on the water with their face up yeah that one so when they fall into any water they know that i just need to float yeah so that's basically about floating at that stage, we don't call it swimming. Okay. We teach them to survive. To survive. So surviving means you should float on the water. Okay. So that's, that's understood. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what is your favorite thing? Like when you teach somebody how to swim, what's like what you like to see after the whole lesson? Okay. So after the lesson, what uh-huh. uh, my favorite part is seeing everybody swimming after the lesson. Once in a while, not even once in a while. They it, make it like part of part of you. It's yeah. a lifestyle. It becomes a lifestyle, part of your life. So once you are there, mind you, swimming, it's a, a whole body workout. Yes. Even for the mind. Mm-hmm. So when you are, for the adults, when yes. you are depressed, you are stressed, even when you are heartbroken. Yeah, heartbreak. Come yeah. on, swim. You come and swim. Your away. Yes. The water <laughs> mends your heart together. <laughs> yes. The moment you drop your head under the water, then mm-hmm. all the heartache it floats be, away. If you continuously doing it, you keep uh, floating away. Yeah. Until you're comfortable and you're confident. Okay. And then you are ready to get it broken again. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I get that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, I have a few questions. Uh, what's your advice for people hosting a pool party? Okay, my advice for them is they they should follow instructions. Okay. The pool is for fun mm-hmm. and it's a dangerous uh, uh, thing to to hang out with. The water itself is dangerous, okay? So it's not like people are trying to kill your vibe. No. They are trying to avoid you dying. Dying. So that's why the rules are there. Okay. What we we do is we enforce the rules. The rules are there to protect you, not to to limit you from having fun. Fun, Because you having fun does not mean you should do what you you feel like doing. Because you might be putting other people in Yes. If you think you doing that will be okay, it might adversely affect, affect somebody. Yeah. So once you follow the instruction, then everybody will be fine. Okay. And and the best thing is don't swim alone. If okay. you're going to swim, don't swim alone. That's you a should, cool part. Yes. You should swim with a buddy or a friend. Mm-hmm. Any water body that you are going into or around with, Make sure you tell somebody that I am going to this place. So, if you are looking for me or if you cannot see me, this is where you can see me. Okay. I also have something to say. Don't host a pool party without a lifeguard. A lifeguard. Or yes. two or three. Yes. <laughs> Depending even on the size one, of even the Even one yeah. is not acceptable. Mm-hmm. I will not encourage. Just and, have only one. Should in case you don't have the resources to hire a lifeguard. You should dedicate somebody among yourselves, okay? Mm-hmm. To so keep eyes to keep people. eyes on the pool, 
so that person shouldn't be in the pool the okay. person should be sitting by the pool or standing by the pool looking out for everybody then you can switch after a few minutes you can switch okay one body comes up then the next person goes and have fun as well you okay. switch so that the pool will be safe for everybody okay so general swimming okay before i ask this one now for parents yeah yeah i know we all want a big house we all the want pool. not we all want actually not all of us but people want houses with pools in it just because like, it feels nice to have good stuff so since you are a swim coach, what is your advice surrounding pools in the home? Because like we've seen, we've had incidences of parents losing their kids mm -hmm. to drowning. I understand that this is like pools are fun. You have them in your homes. But what would you advise that they do when they have a pool in the home? Okay. What that our advice is there are five layers of protection okay and the layers are uh, pool barriers okay, okay. setting uh, an alarm around the pool okay and the third one is teaching the kids how to swim okay and then the fourth one is making sure that there is somebody looking out for the kids the okay. kids can just disappear anytime see it <laughs> I've seen instances when parents say, once they hear, they are not hearing any then, noise, they start shouting. Yes. So you need to be, you need to be attentive okay. with your kids. Mm -hmm. They can just disappear before you realize before they're in the pool. Yeah. Because it's so, fun. Yeah. And then the last one, I think, is the education. Okay. Everybody should know something about water get the necessary information about water. It's not just by installing a pool. Then that's all. No. You have the information or the, the right education. Okay. So let's that. recap. First, pool barriers. Pool barrier. Second, pool alarm. alarms. Learning to swim. Game. Then watching kids. Watching after kids. There should be any instance you leave your child without attending to them or no watching out not even them. having somebody body we call them water day. water watchers yes <laughs> have somebody to be watching mm -hmm. after them about in you, the pool hold on you once mentioned something about pool covers if i yeah. remember yeah what's so, that like so with the pool covers if you're not having the barrier to protect the pool mm -hmm. then you have the cover to cover the pool so in that aspect even if the child sneak out mm -hmm. the cover is there to protect the pool so the child will not get inside. Yeah. And if the cover is not well put on to the pool, then you have to reassess that and make sure it is safe. Okay. So the child cannot sneak under the cover mm. and be swimming whilst you are in there on your phone or on <laughs> your TV watching your yes. favorite whilst your child is uh, drowning or so regardless uh, of the size of the pool these things are important very important and the pool barrier too. the education okay so the education aspect is you knowing that you cannot leave your child and be maybe doing laundry while your child is just hovering around oh okay then you know that when your child is around the pool or getting into the pool you are always water ready being water ready means you are going to enter the water anytime. Okay. 
because some parents they uh-huh. they bring their child to the pool or even in their homes they're not ready to enter the water also so parents don't know how to, how swim. to swim so you see your child in danger or in that stage of drowning i have a story too you are not able to enter the water because you don't know how to swim so you cannot save your your child and even if you attempt you and your child are going to drown i'm going to drown or lose your life so there was a day you were training i was in the pool when you were training two little girls how to swim yeah. you know it was the younger the older one was i, I don't know if you remember the older one was more scared than the younger yeah. one yeah. then i went to get the older one to come and swim with me yeah. you know one question she asked me she said every day we should come like we come here why is it that my mommy doesn't swim wow yes she asked me that question <laughs> and i'm, I'm looking <laughs> I feel like this is I feel like this is also an activity that you can do with your child. Yes, yes. Why don't you you know like people are finding ways to spend time with your child as they are learning how to swim because a lot of African people don't know don't. how to swim. Learn how to swim with your child. Yes. Do you get? That's they will see you swimming, they know they that motivated. Yes, and they will be less scared. She gets yes. you she would have been less scared because she asked me that question. I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay, maybe she's not ready. Okay. But a child and, doesn't and one aspect, that. the experience I have from that aspect, mm-hmm. some parents are like, because I'm older and yeah. if if I'm doing it, my kids will be laughing at me. That's what I, I find it Yeah, but weird. I don't think it's true. I encourage them rather to be like, be in the pool with them. You all have fun together. Yes. So in the aspect that you're having fun that mind will not be on it that also, you are also you, learning if you are following the instructions okay if you, you are telling them you are flex and the mother is doing to yes. flex they would listen yeah. i feel they will learn faster that way <laughs> yeah so that's what we, we that's an aspect of uh, a swimming lesson that yeah. we call uh, parent child lessons, lessons. So nice. we have the child and the, the parent, one of the parents in the pool. Some of the kids, they are not uh, friendly. Yes, so you bring them people. for swimming. They are not ready to be with me yes. to teach them. So in that aspect, you, the parent, have to be help. in the water. Yes. So one, once you're in the water, I instruct you, then you instruct the child. And they follow. Yes. Yeah. So exactly. that's the aspect of our child, uh, parent-child swimming. swim lessons. Oh, so that day I was really shocked. She asked me, said, ah, mommy, she pointed. She was like, but her mommy is not similar. It's the fact out there. They, they are not ready. They are not water ready. Yeah, they're and parents ready. feel like they are too old to learn. Or it's, it's for little kids. Yeah, that's for everybody. That is where the education aspect has to come in. Okay. Which so, we are doing now. That's true. So my question here is general pool, like, Basic thing people should know generally. What shouldn't they? Because I know when you go to pools, you tell people where a certain thing and it becomes a problem. Yeah. Why is it important for people to wear proper swimwear? Okay, so the the swimwear is purposely designed uh, to make you move freely in the water. Okay, it's not it's not like you about to expose yourself to the public if you are that type. Oh, it's not even it's, about that. Yeah, I feel maybe some people think is fashion limited, okay. but they are really nice 
Yeah. Swimwear. Okay. So let me let me explain that aspect. Uh-huh. It's 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 two ways. Okay. Let's say the the swimwears they are designed to protect you as well. Mm-hmm. Say the pool that you are going to swim in, you don't know what composition of oh, things, chemicals. or not even chemical gems or whatever in okay. the pool. You don't know. The, the the material that I used to do the swim with, they are protecting you from getting infections okay. from the pool. Aside the chemicals, the materials are protecting you okay. because they don't absorb anything that is in the water. True. Okay, but the the type of Costume that you think is okay for you might be made of cotton uh-huh. or any other thing. So mind you, cotton absorbs, okay? It can attract every impurity that is in the water. Okay. So you are in a public pool, you are using your cotton wear to swim. Uh-huh. At the end of the day, all the impurities or the, the infectious things that are in the pool are going to get into your cotton. Before you get to the house, you have this infection. All in the name of having fun, then mm. you have to go and spend money, money and time yeah. to treat yourself. That is the reason why we we say don't use this to swim. To swim, use I'm a not, proper swimwear. I'm glad that you mentioned the infection part because me, I've always known. Okay, it is to prevent like you drowning self. Yeah, like, and your clothes are pulling you back. Yes, something like that. That is that is the the aspect that uh-huh. people need to know now okay. aside them trying to protect themselves or cover themselves uh-huh. this aspect is telling you that infectious diseases that are in the water because you are sharing a pool with people with different people the chemicals in the pool washes away everything on your skin okay okay so they remain in the water so you might be like you you see that or you experience that when you come out of the water you're your skin becomes dried. Mm-hmm. It's because the the pigment that is on your skin has been washed away by the chemicals in the pool. Okay. So they remain inside. If somebody's having a skin disease, oh, you're gonna get it. You are going to get it at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And and moreover to the aspect of you trying to cover yourself, you wear those your your clothes thinking that's what I brought from the house so yeah. I can use it. They don't give you the necessary movement that you 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 need to swim with. Okay. So at the end of the day, they are they are dragging you. They cause drag. Okay, they're not allowing you to move freely in the water. So okay. should you find yourself in trouble, you're not able to even move. You get it because okay. they become heavier, so they are dragging you down. So it will facilitate your drowning process, okay. or it will, it will pike it. Okay, so what are the other things that people need to know? When okay, so before I say that, please budget <laughs> so you can buy proper swimwear. Yeah. The, bas- the basic things you need for swimming. Yeah. Basically. And and mm-hmm. if you're buying a swimwear, don't okay. buy the colorful ones. Say, Why do you say so? Say I say so because if you are swimming and you are wearing say a costume that is blue. Black, uh, or 
what what color again i think i think white mm -hmm. these colors they are very difficult to 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 be seen in water okay so you are saying they should buy colorful swimmer. colorful swimmer, brighter ones yes okay brighter ones say green uh, line those reflective ones uh -huh. so if you are in trouble or you are in the water can somebody can you. easily see you or see that there's something in the water okay, okay. so that's that's what uh, we should all be doing now uh -huh. so when you are going to choose a costume choose a brighter color that does not uh, disappear when you are in the water, water makes it difficult, difficult to, yeah, to be seen so that you are safe should in case so what else do they need i know they need goggles definitely. yeah goggles are very very important okay. it is important because they protect your eye from the water All right. mind you our eyes are not meant to stay in water just in the air oh, okay. so the goggle gives you that bit of um for you to see air pocket it creates an air pocket for you to, to be able to see in the okay. water so it's also important and um, if you're not comfortable um, staying in water for too long it's it's okay or it's advisable you do a few minutes you come out mm -hmm. warm up yourself then you go back in for for medical conditions maybe mm -hmm. somebody you might be getting um, uh, to lose your temperature the longer you stay in the water oh, okay. so advisable you come out then you warm up a little, then you go back in. Then it is important thing also is get fluids in as you're swimming. If you're swimming, you're losing water, okay, in your system. Okay. So, so you have to come out, you drink water, mm -hmm. rest a little, go back. Okay. Because some people, they have fun to the extent that they even forget they to get eat. They <laughs> even forget to eat. Yeah. yeah. So the advice is you come out a little, you get something little to eat. Okay. Then or drink, then go back, and that's aspect is so important. Okay, so um, generally, um, how has swimming changed your life or like your view of things? Okay, so swimming changed my life drastically because not because I'm a lifeguard or I'm a swim coach. Mm. Uh, this drive me back to my age. I am 32 now, December will be 33. Uh -huh. uh, when people ask me my age and I mention it, they, they be like, no, you should be younger. <laughs> and I was like, I'm, uh -huh. I'm 33. Yeah. And then swimming, it shapes me. Okay. Uh -huh. It gives you this lifestyle that uh, you, are, you are yourself. Okay. Uh -huh. The way we see life is different. Okay. If you are swimming, it helps you with a lot of social issues okay so instead of trying to manage your anger and those things if you are swimming you'll be able to manage it better if you're swimming there are th certain things that you think of if you're swimming you don't you learn to control yourself True. because swimming helps you to coordinate to clear your mind yes and focus on focus on, on your yes yes so it, it helps you keep you in shape mm -hmm. build you into into social life okay. it, it makes you social as well say you are the type maybe introvert you don't go out okay. but you learn to swim then you become confident you go out you know you can interact with people instead okay. of you being 
alone in the house oh. if you come out to swim you begin to make friends you that's begin to learn yeah too. you still learn you can learn other things from friends okay, okay? or people that you meet in pool like connection okay. networking so swimming helps you do yeah there was a the time i met this um, therapist i don't know if you remember yeah. her yes i was really happy i met her i was asking yeah. her question that yeah. does she still come to me yes the last time i met her at legon pool oh really yes. <laughs> And so my next question, what areas in your life do you prioritize now? What areas do you like are you prioritizing? Especially mm. when it comes to like your profession or not. This is a tricky one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I prioritize uh, life saving. Okay. okay. Through the the, the education. The education yeah. everybody to get to swim I or learn to swim. Yeah. <laughs> I prioritize uh, uh, life saving. Yeah. So uh, I am on this journey of making every individual, not in Ghana alone, but mm-hmm. in the world. Because mind you, drowning is the the number three, if I'm correct. Dead uh, uh, causes? Yeah. Okay. Between. Um, children okay uh-huh. at the age of zero to four okay that's number one journey is number one uh-huh. because in our homes we have water in our yes, homes we, have water. we we don't have the education so we just, just leave water anyhow yeah. anyhow in the water uh, in the house so it gets to kill our, our kids even without knowing okay so i prioritize life saving so when you learn to swim you have this knowledge, then okay. you and your family, you are safe. And once they learn to swim, it's not because we wanted to make money from you, mm. but rather we are trying to give you... But the money is important to Yes. And <laughs> well, mind you, getting, the money you are, are avoiding, yeah. the money you are avoiding to exactly. pay will be the same money you, saving you years after. Exactly. Because if you spend little money to learn to swim now, mm-hmm. you will go a long way, way for you to save your life and your family member and your your even your friends That's okay true. say you learn to swim mm-hmm. you go out there with your friends and, and your friends are, are in swimming. trouble yeah. you know how to swim so you're able to save that friend okay so, so this doesn't mean that it doesn't you mean are that. qualified saver no at least you know things to yes. do and not yes. to do and it is true you learning to swim you know how to save life exactly it's part of it. Not that somebody is drowning, so you go and jump into the pool to save I'm the person. <laughs> you can save the person by, say, throwing a rope uh-huh. or extending a pool or, a, or calling for somebody, somebody to help. Yeah. Or calling on a lifeguard to, okay. to be able to save the person. Yeah. So, personally, on your journey, what are you prioritizing apart from my swimming? Like for you personally, oh. in your life? In my life, uh, this one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's okay if we, if we don't have an answer right now. Uh, I don't think there's an answer now. Okay, I'm prioritizing uh, me making it to the national team. Okay. Right now, I make it to the life saving team. Okay. So, if God willing, things move out well. I'm representing Ghana. 
Yeah, we are crossing our fingers here yeah. for you. I'm going, I'm going to be part of the national team, okay. life saving team okay. to participate in life saving sports oh. in Canada. Oh, so, me nice. becoming a lifeguard has given me the opportunity. Me, I'm always sending you my best wishes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so what excites you the most about the future? The future. So, what excites me is me being able to be in this domain, okay, uh -huh. has opened uh, so many ways for me, okay, okay yeah, like I said, it's not because you're learning swimming just to, just to pay, um, just say, when you charge somebody uh -huh. for swim lesson, they'll be like, just swimming alone. Of course. <laughs> yes, it's swimming alone, because uh -huh. when you learn to swim, there are so many things in swimming. You can become, you can become a coach. Mm -hmm. You can become. You can teach your kids. Yes, you can. You can get so many opportunities. Say your your children, okay, or your mm -hmm. child. Once they learn to swim, they can become a lifeguard. They can become a swim coach. They mm -hmm. can become a, a water polo player, artistic swimming. Yeah, yeah, so many things. Yeah, I don't. Even, so, I think even the basic thing of surviving. Surviving, yeah. yes. So there are so many things. So that's the most, uh, the most thing I prioritize. Okay. So I know that now I'm, I'm into swimming. I prioritize everything about when it comes to swimming. I want to be be there. Okay, <laughs> I want to be there. Any sound? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So um, next question: Do you have any regrets? And if you do, what is it? Uh, for regrets when it comes to swimming, I don't have any. Personally, personally, on my journey to become a swim coach, uh -huh. I regretted I I was limited. Ah, okay, limiting yourself. Yes. Okay. Because my I was scared. Okay? okay. I was scared at that time that I may lose my job. Oh, okay. Until I realized that how long would I be scared and losing opportunities? So I stood up one day. I have to choose between my job and my my life. Okay. So I choose my life over my job. Understood. So I quit my job mm -hmm. and I went on with my life. Okay. So, <laughs> well, so if you so had, uh, I don't regret it again. Okay. After I took that decision, I don't regret anything. So maybe your regret is it should have happened sooner, but yes. then it's happening now. Yes. Okay. So uh, the last question for that is, if you had the power to pick one thing you would change for people around you, what would that be? The power? To change something about like people around you, for people you know, what would that be? Okay, so that power would be uh, making everybody <laughs> Okay, I knew that was the power to make everybody mm -hmm. know how to swim. I knew that was no, just know how to swim, <laughs> just know how to okay. swim. Okay, yes, yes, yes. So that's it. Okay, uh, thank you, Costanio, for could big fish that's okay <laughs> for your for sharing your experience with us. Really, uh, I really like this story. I mean, it's, it's not because we usually just see like you completed swimming now. Yeah. But maybe even giving the story will give better insights yeah. that 
there are different stages to people's journeys. So my parent nickname that they call me remain now is Grandpa. <laughs> so when it's competition and Grandpa is I'm, I'm around the kids, mm-hmm. thirty two years competing with fourteen year old. Yeah, and he's getting then medals. I got on the on the on the diving block and mm. everybody started shouting Grandpa, 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 Grandpa. grandpa. <laughs> and I'm like, oh God. <laughs> Okay. okay, what was the last competition you did? Um, I saw your medals. Okay. Tell us, tell us. So my okay, my first competition, the local ones or uh-huh. in the clubs was twenty twenty one. Okay. And I got um gold and silver in for, my event. Okay. So the first event was backstroke. And you got gold? I got gold and then the second one was freestyle, I got silver. Uh-huh. Because I got second to silver. Uh-huh. Then I got another silver, I think, was in freestyle. So wait, before you continue, so these medals, yeah, yeah. when you get them, does it have any impact on you? I'm saying maybe now you got gold. How do you feel when you now get bronze or silver? I don't, does it change anything for you? No, it doesn't change anything. Okay. Because those times I was, I, I wasn't really into like getting medals. For it, yeah. yes. Because I wanted to experience what yes. it would be like. Because so I'm on a journey of becoming a swim coach. Okay, so I want to have that experience, so I will, I will be able to teach what is efficient. Okay? okay, what you should be able to do to make you efficient. Okay, speed, efficiency, and stroke accuracy. So that is what drives me. I to... feel like when people are in for the experience, yeah, yeah, we get to enjoy it more. And the trophies or the yeah. medals, even in life, yeah, we get to like enjoy life more when we are not trying to yeah. be something, or like, but when we are experiencing life, yeah. we kind of like flow. Like, flow with this, it, yeah. this um, period seems cloudy, there's still sunshine period, and then we are just flowing everything. So, me, I'm into experience over awards, okay, yeah. So, I <laughs> Even though I get medals at the end of it, I'm not really. It's like you not placing your self worth yeah. on those medals. Yeah. Or placing your journey or saying yeah. that you've done well or do that. So the so medals. The so the, okay, so the, the, the last competition that we mm-hmm. did, that was at the national level. Okay. Okay. I was hoping that one day I will make it to the national. Mm-hmm. Then. I've gotten there. I've been able to go some medal. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. But it, it didn't end there. I wanted to okay, so for the medals, they are just for um let's say evidence. Okay. okay. For for the student to know that even though I'm not in the water teaching, uh-huh. I'm outside, I'm a coach, okay. I've experienced it before. Uh-huh. So the medals will show that. Yes, I've done this before. That's why I'm teaching you. So you should you should be serious with it. Okay. So so that's basically about it. <laughs> so is there any message you have to share with people? Just okay. Your, so the first from your journey. The first one will be age. Uh-huh. We shouldn't look at our age and limit it to certain things in life. Okay. Okay. So me, I don't let my age stop, you. stop me from doing new things. I try so many things. 
at, at my age. So our age, we should put it aside, mm -hmm. face the reality, face what it is. It is what it is already. Yeah. <laughs> so you just have to face it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then we would, second would be, we shouldn't limit ourselves to, or we should open ourselves to new things. Okay. Learn, learn anything you can learn, whether learning to, to, to so carry. You should learn, learn it. Intentionally. Yes. It shouldn't be like you're too big to to be doing Gary. Mm. Yeah. It shouldn't be like that. So even though I've not got the opportunity to do so many things, but I know and I hope to do more. To do more. <laughs> but now I'm hopeless. Yeah. I'm hopeless because hopeless. Yes, I'm hopeless because you know, I saw I saw your spit out this so if you are hopeless, mm -hmm. it makes you do many things. So <laughs> yeah. if you are hoping, the hope limits you to just. You see, I like things. that you are saying this because I have always been team hopelessness, and hopelessness is not you not trying to be better in life. Yeah. It's like accepting where you are now, yeah, sitting yeah. in the bullshit, and go flowing with it. Finding yourself where you find yourself. Yeah, and, and one one funny thing about mm -hmm. about our society now is, say we are having a discussion. Maybe I said I used to be, mm -hmm. and the person like, why are you insulting? Right. It's not an insult. <laughs> Do you get it? Yes. When I said don't be stupid, it, yeah. it doesn't mean I'm insulting no. you. No, I'm just prompting you. Like yo, check direct. what you're saying. Yes. You check yourself. But I'm not insulting you. But our society. <laughs> Even when you hopeless, people are like, how can you say that she's hopeless? I'm like, say you call somebody like you say, hey. The person was like, how can you call me hey? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know your name. That's, yes. that's a general Sorry, name yes. for no, everybody. No, no, no. Thank you for listening and getting to the end of this episode. I am your host, Cindy Cinderella. I hope this brought you moments of laughter, sense of community, and an opportunity to ask deeper questions. But most of all, I hope you are more inspired to be kinder to yourself on your path to creating the life you want. 
thank you for always coming back we appreciate you don't forget to like comment your thoughts and share with your favorite people follow us at time thriller on instagram to stay updated on all the fun things that will be coming up see you in the next episode bye